Hello, and welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. It's the one place you need to be right now. <laughs> I can't think of anywhere else I'd rather be. You know what, actually? I'd love to meet the winner of Canada's Drag Race. You're in luck, Alec. It's me. All right. Congrats. <laughs> I guess. Uh, we are covering right now uh, UK Series 2, Episode 7. Oh, yes, it's, uh, you know, it's me, Priyanka, the winner of Canada's Drag Race, and the icon, the legend, and the pillar of the entire gay community, Alec. Hello. Alec Mappa. Alec Mappa. Alec Mappa. Um, I <laughs> recently um, saw that uh, wrestling movie that you were in. Oh, you did? So you saw my giant boyfriend, all seven feet of Kevin Nash. I'm jealous. Let me see. Mm. It was one thing I'm jealous of. It, it, I was jealous because you also have a, a real hot husband and you got to have this real hot wrestler in your life how do you do it how do you get all these hot people like what what are you are you you manifesting yes i'm manifesting i'm doing the chant i'm aligning myself with good energy and um it's a jedi mind trick of sorts listen listen we have a self-esteem issue with you because you're cute (laughs) as a goddamn button you are you're like which brings us to like those issues were brought up in this week's episode of uk drag race oh Uh, yes did you see that during the makeup challenge where um, uh, Tace was having a discussion while they were doing her makeup with Lawrence Cheney about how self-conscious she felt about her body and the way she looked? You find that's true for you? Oh, yeah. It's a big thing that like a bunch of us performers go through. Like even today, I was, I'm was i literally on vacation at a cottage. Mm-hmm. And while I was going to grab my coffee in my head, I was like, I'm not doing enough today. I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? You're not doing enough. Like it's like the imposter syndrome comes in and seeps into oh. your brain and then tells you you're not, which then it, it that, that and then it trickles down, right? And then you're like, you're not doing enough, you're not good enough, your body's ugly, your face is ugly, you hate yourself, your mom mm. hates you, your dad. It's just like it's a really bad thing that a lot of us perform performers go through. And I think it has a lot to do with like being on stage or being on a big show like like Drag Race and, mm-hmm. and, and having that attention all on you and feeling really, really high highs and really mm-hmm. low lows. It's like the greatest drug in the world, but it, like any drug, it can lead to a bad place and you have to know how to manage it. It almost sounds as if it magnifies all of your um, existing insecurities. Oh yes, baby. Because you're mm. good at you're good at what what you're good at one thing, but what if you're not good at the thing that you're scared you're not good at? Oh, okay. Ooh. Here's my contribution to this. Um, my, uh, co- my contribution to this uh, the discussion. Um, that's also a young thing. As, as an older, mature woman, you'll find that as you get older, the things that you're preoccupied with now, you're really not going to give a shit. True. It's kind of like I have the body that I have. I have the face that I have. I'm the age that I am. And if you don't like it, you can go suck an egg. And I feel that way sincerely. I carry myself socially with so much more confidence than I did when I was in my 20s. I would go into bars and gay bars and drag bars or clubs and just be terrified. Yeah. And so intimidated the entire time. And I would have to like talk myself up in order to kind of like raise, you know, match the vibration of the room. And I don't do that anymore. Because you don't give a fuck. Yeah, and I, and I totally agree. The older you get, the less you give a fuck yeah. about because because you need to own yeah. who you are a lot better, which is something that a lot of these queens have to do. And watching, you know, someone like, like Tace and, and, and Lawrence Cheney struggle with, with, with it, I was like, oh. 
Mm. We're all there. It's that relatable content, the inner saboteur. It's that vulnerability beat that you're talking it about. It's that. That's the it, beat. It's that my drag life is terrible beat that, that <laughs> the fans keep tuning in for. I love it so much. Um, okay, so, so let's talk about Drag Race UK. Now I know we are. It. It's uh, the reason why we keep tapping back into mental health stuff is because, like, as performers, both of us, it's what is literally carries this entire show because mm-hmm. we're watching these contestants literally have their lives change in so many different different ways. So now we kick off this episode with Sister Sisters of Elimination. Ahora just won the main challenge. The mini challenge is a, a, a rock mini challenge, and, and Ellie Diamond wins and gets to pick the order. Now this is when shit gets shady, and these girls in the UK are they do not hold back. They are mean girls. They are mean girls. Like, I'm going to put you second because you suck. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, t- I have I have, a, I have an issue with this. Now, was she being shady by being strategic? Or was she being strategic? Is being strategic shady? I mean, like, if you knew those strengths and weaknesses of everybody, wouldn't you want to highlight yourself and uh, to your advantage and the others to a disadvantage? Yes, 100%, but it's how you play the game. Like, I mm. would just do it and not, and not be like, it's because of shit. Oh, <laughs> Ellie made the mistake of editorializing and saying that out loud like a big dum-dum. Like, don't. Like, just be like, okay, so I've decided on or it's going to be what's best for the show. So excited. And I know it's a little bit fake, but, like, that's how you truly strategize. Because the thing is that, like, what, what you have to remember is that it's okay to, to put the shitty girl first or, or last or whatever so that you look better. I would do the exact same. But mm-hmm. what you also, what these girls need to realize is that you're also trying to get the bookings after it. You're trying to make the audience fall in love right. with you. So right. Play the game. Play the game, honey. Part of the game is playing the game. This is how I would play it. Okay. I would like do the order, but like, but I would, I would, I would, I would state it all as a positive. Okay. I'm having you open the show because we need a lot of energy. And then Ah. you have you go on second because that keeps the energy going in the middle, you know, and then you're our big finale. So I would like present each person with the opportunity of their placement as if it's the greatest idea in the world. Oh, 100%. Yes, I love this. I love this. And then you'd be like, Priyanka, you're cut from the show. And then and then you'd have the, the greatest show ever. Yes, yes. You're cut from the show. And that's actually the best thing for you at this point. No, but as a stand-up comic, you don't want to go on first. I don't mind going on first because then I like getting it out of the way and just watching everybody else. And I'm not all that competitive when it comes to stand-up. For me, stand-up is about doing my set and then getting the fuck off of stage. So- right. I don't mind first, but I don't want to be first. I could go on like uh, in the middle, right in the middle, because then everybody after me has to kind of match that or be better, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. But I totally agree. The big pressure, uh, the big pressure set is the very last one because the last one you're ending the show and you have to kill it. You really don't have any choice. Yeah, because you're the punchline of the entire show, not just your set. Mm-hmm. Which is a hard, which is a tough one. It's a tough yeah. one. And in a comedy room, the headliner goes last. You sit through all the other acts to get to, you know, Margaret Cho or Kathy Griffin or whoever's at the end of the program. You sit through all the other acts to get to the headliner. So this week, they all had to write stand-up. Now, okay, here's the thing. This is an existing 
wheelhouse strength for drag queens because I've seen all of you up in the live club, grab a hold of that hot mic, wade out into the crowd and just kill it just by being yourselves. And then mm-hmm. somehow when they get onto drag race and they have the microphone in their hand, they think it's something completely different than what you've been doing in the clubs. Did you find that that was true in your season? I mean, we didn't have a really big stand-up comedy season, but I did the the closest thing to that that we did on Canada's Drag Race season one was we had the puppet challenge where we had to like have the puppet read the girl but also entertain the room right and that, and that was and, and any any challenge before that I, I would tell myself like oh this is this challenge or oh this is a this challenge so like because RuPaul is saying this is a stand up comedy challenge we're all like. Oh. It, it freaks people out. We've never labeled. It's a label thing, right? We've never labeled ourselves stand-up com- comedians, so it can really fuck with you. Don't right. fuck with me, fellas. Like every time they say I have an acting challenge, and somebody goes, "I'm not an actor." It's like you're in a wig and a dress, and you lip sync to Whitney Houston. You're an actor yeah. because you all you're all brilliant performers, and you you can all 100%. embody things. But I think you're right. It's the label thing that gets in people's heads. So this oh, week 100%. was yeah. Hundred percent. This week was a um, a uh, stand up comedy challenge. Ellie was in charge of uh, doing the order. She put um, a Horace second or first, first. And it, and and you're right. Um, Ellie said it's because you're shite, and uh, so of course a horror took offense to that. Oh yeah. I mean, I would be like, oh, it's just such a, it's just such an interesting approach. But hey. Us Canadians are very polite, so <laughs> I, I don't know. But I think that it, it was a very interesting choice to make, but it's but Ellie was right, right? So we're now at the Maxi Challenge. It's comedy night. Right, and Ahura right. comes out swinging with anal jokes, uh-huh. sex jokes. Her nan that are deemed by Michelle are too crude for the BBC, all, all those jokes. And like, that's the thing is that like... So it's a stand-up, like, I'm very crude on the microphone, like, very Me crude. Me too. And, um, but you do have to know what your network is, too, which is another thing for, like, a drag queen that was just used to performing for 50 people at, at the club that's now on this worldwide TV show that mm-hmm. has to remember. So it's a different kind of pressure, but it's a good learning thing for Ahura to know. It's, it's called reading the room. All right. Read the room. Yeah, read the room. Okay. Your club act is filthy and it's fun and and everybody has a great big kiki when you do it live, but you're on the BBC and you want your section to make it to air, right? You want your section. And also they had, um, you know, they had uh, a Don French judging them. And they also had the added difficulty of, because since it's COVID, the audience was all made out of stuffed animals and mannequins (laughs) and stuff. So that must have been nerve wracking. Um, That's so hard. Ellie came out uh, second, and she, I liked her set a lot. It, it made me giggle. Um, me too. She, she did that. Uh, I like Dick. I like Dick. I like- yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a very, it was, it was very re- relatable. Cause yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The, I, I, I did like Bimini's. I just just something about. Because the thing about Bimini, it's just the way that she talks and everything is so chill. And that's not a, f- it's, it's that, that's a fact, not a joke. Like, it's, it's just the yeah, way that she does yeah. it. Like, it's like, there's something to say about like within comedy, like that character that really just takes you. Like, it's, there's something about that character that like you can ne- never see yourself as, but it also has that re- relatability to them that I'm like, this is so funny. Yeah. I think she's going to win. 
I think she's I think she's gonna win because she's got that East London cool and the look she brings week after week after week. I really, she's really playing the game. I mean, I'm so charmed by Lawrence Cheney. Like I love him more every week. I just think he's so yeah. lovable, you know, and he did his yeah. stand up, and that's one of the critiques that Don French said. There was a relatability that he has on stage. It took him an hour to get to a punchline, but he's just so entertaining to watch. And uh, he was really, really good. Bimini knocked me out. I mean, once again, it was just very mehfra from taste. I, I just yeah. don't, I just, she reminds me of like how I felt in the middle of my season. Just like you're there, people see your potential, but there's like a specific kind of tiredness you're carrying with you because mm. competition is very exhausting. And it so can, you're, it can you're make you were weary at one point? You were weary? You get weary at one point where you're, you just feel like a little bit, uh, mm. but that's the thing. Cause then like, cause then it, la- you know, let, let's talk about the runways that we could talk about the bottom two, but okay, okay. It all, it's all adding up for me. And I started to worry about taste a lot in this. Let me, let's pull up the looks. Uh, pull up runways. the looks. Yes, ma'am. Yes. God. Yes, all right. Let's here get we go. So all the right. runway is stoned on the runway. Stoned on the runway. Now we're having less girls to critique now. Look at us. Look at us. I know, though. I know. Stoned on the runway. Ahora. I liked it. I liked the kind of ramen noodle wig she had on top. Yes. And I love it. um and but the IV, what was that supposed to mean? She was dragging the IV along with her. It it would look like, you know, you just have an IV drip with you, but I didn't quite understand what it was there for. The thing about this look is that we've seen so many girls bring IVs down the runway before. So the minute I saw the IV, it took away from the look and it just didn't impress me, right? Is there a joke here that I'm not getting? Like, I just didn't understand how it related to Stoned on the Runway or how it related to the off uh, uh, outfit. I just didn't, I, I, I didn't think that it contributed anything to the look. Having said that, it does look like a very elaborately beaded top and bottom bodysuit. And yes. she looks gorgeous. Do you know what it is about a horror too? I like the confidence in which she carries herself on the runway. She sells the garment. And I think that's yeah. a... This is this is why they're their own uh, best uh, friend and worst enemy because you can have such confidence on the runway and selling your look, and you have to have that same confidence in the challenge. You have yes, to apply 100%. all those strengths one hundred percent into the challenge, and if you don't, then there's a disparity here, which can put you in the bottom. Next in up, we have Bimini Bon Boulash. She came out in this. Uh, uh, um, kind of a zit-studded outfit. It was like uh, ruby acne um, jewels. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I actually hate it so much that I think I love it. Like, I don't know. I'm like, this makes no sense to me. What in your sick brain made you come up with this? Because Mm -hmm. whatever it is, is Mm -hmm. the reason why you are phenomenal at drag. I Mm -hmm. love this. You know what I'm saying? Yes. She took something repulsive and made it glamorous. And I think that is the sweet spot with drag is like drag queens and drag artists take the what the fuck and turn it into magic. Yes, I agree. I love you know? it. Bimini, and, tens, yeah. tens, tens, tens. Yeah, tens. and this is this is a perfect example of it. It's kind of like, you know, zits. What's one thing that we're grossed out about and make us feel self-conscious? And she wore it all over her face. And she said, and she made it like, look at this. It's beautiful. So yes, that, exactly. kind of, that kind of creativity, I'm all about it. And I'm just crazy about her. Ellie Diamond. 
your eyes are flying wide open. She did kind of another snow beast outfit. Um, this this looks like a, a um, like a, a a drag yeti ice skater. You don't you didn't care for it. I um. All right. How do you really feel? Okay. Break it down. Next up, we have Lawrence oh, Cheney. You don't need <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I honestly like the 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 look mm. is pretty, mm-hmm. but now she's kind of falling into the silhouette issue where it's the same shit all the time. Like, okay, shoulders and a skirt, shoulders and a skirt, and like she is a tall girl. She is a, she, there is so much real estate to stone mm-hmm. on that body. Mm-hmm. Imagine if she came out in just a stoned cat suit, Ellie diamond, like you had never seen it before. Oh. Her name is diamond. Just something different. Like push, push, push. There's nobody's pushing. You didn't push. All right. push. Okay. push, 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 push it out, Ellie. Okay. Push it out. Here's the thing about Ellie. Ellie is like, she's a Sasquatch. She's a very big girl. And so she has a lot of physical geometry that she has to offset. So yeah. I believe the shoulders are to offset how big her natural shoulders are. It's yep, kind correct. of like to shrink her in a little bit. In fact, if you look at the illustration of her outfit, you know, the flesh part of it almost makes her look narrower than she actually mm-hmm. is. So I think that kind of explains why we've seen the same silhouette. She knows what to work what her strengths are right. her makeup skills like if i was backstage at a pageant and i could have anybody do my makeup i would point to her and say let's go she's really yeah. good at her makeup she is really good really clean line yeah like yeah art on her face so it's not it's not terrible it's just your name is ellie diamond and you should have shown that on this runway mm, sorry interesting bitch. Uh, lawrence cheney so this is what is this She's she's a she's a pink asteroid. So this is kind of the, this is the fun thing about Drag Race is that like it is an opportunity to kind of step outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and really play up the runway. Mm-hmm. You would never see Lachens Cheney wear this at a bar. No, no, no. You would never. You would probably. You're probably never going to see this outfit in person ever again. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing that I love about this is I bet you if we were to ask her that she changed this outfit on the little seven month break they had because she wanted to come across more drag to appeal to the the the, the major audiences because mm-hmm. this is not a Lawrence Cheney look but the bitch took a risk and I respect it she is the crystal that I will put on my mantle to send good intention to good okay. job very good now uh, Priyanks uh, it's like they were an advantage in that they had seven months off can you imagine if in the middle of your season you had seven months off what would you have done I would have re. I, there was a few run- runways I would have changed. The, the the night before I left for Canada's Drag Race, I think six of my outfits didn't fit anymore because I was dropping so much weight because I was so stressed. Mm. And we had, I had like I had a, my, my friend. Lo- my friend luckily is a seamstress and was like tacking me into all of them. So some of the costumes like that I wore were not my favorites and like your drag changes every week so like imagine having seven months like i would have done something like this this is awesome so yeah you were very very skinny during your season like you look like you were you were a couple of pounds above organ failure so uh (laughs) lawrence chainer i love the the headdress i love the geode headdress and she's doing what you said ellie diamond should have done she's in a freaking cat suit and i love that she is like large and in charge like, yes, like her, like, her wow. comedy outfit was like, I'm not disguising the fact that I'm a big girl. I love it. I love the shape. And since I love it, you're going to love it too. So exactly. uh, uh, yeah, I'm crazy about her too. Taste. 
I want everyone to know something that's okay. listening right now. Okay. okay. Whenever Alec, whenever Alec knows that I'm not gonna like like an outfit, he puts his elbow on the table and just and, and his hand <laughs> on his chin and, le- and leans in and is like, I, I, I lean forward. I lean forward. This is like only our third or fourth uh, podcast together, and already the the symbiosis between us is 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 like we were we're, we were separated at birth. One showers, we the were. other gets clean. Yes, exactly. All right, you hated this. I don't understand what this. All right. Okay. Go ahead. This paper mache. This looks like a design challenge dress. All right. Okay. This looks like you have one day to make up an outfit out of shiny materials. Mm -hmm. Go. That's what this looks like. What is this? I. What is this? Okay. What is this? What is? And look. And and hear me out. Look. Okay. Look. 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 If you look closely, (laughs) if you look at the nipples, they're too low. Mm, they are low. and that fabric she's using that's cut out like the like above the the nipples yes beautiful. the, the metal is beautiful yeah yeah the yeah. hair beautiful uh-huh hair, and the makeup else, yeah yeah makeup you throw in the garbage i don't know here's what i thought she was going with remember the um george michael too funky video where it's the terry mugler um yeah, yeah, runway yeah. Remember oh, that? Yeah. And that girl comes out, she has that motorcycle cat suit or that motorcycle bodice with the handlebars. This is what that reminded me of. But it was kind of more like, like you said, an unconventional challenge, unconventional material uh, version of that. Um, having said that, it, it, it looked beautiful. But when I found out that she was in a bottom two, I was like, oh, girl, how are you going to? How are you gonna yeah. lip sync in that? It's it did look problematic, but again, she's as skinny as you were on your season. <laughs> I she think was? she she does bring the kind of supermodel uh, energy to it, and she's lovely to look at. The bottom two ended up being uh, Ahora and Tace. Spoiler alert: They had to do a Dusty Springfield song. You don't have to say you love me, which is a very slow song, which is surprising because they're usually singing a club song on RuPaul's oh, yeah. Drag Race. But I think in the uh, UK they're always using um, uh, English artists, which is very smart because you did Canadian yes. ones as well on Canada mm-hmm. Drag Race. Um, how do you feel about how everything came down? Uh, the lip sync was great. I think it was very like a horror and taste being best friends slash they live mm-hmm. together slash they're probably mm-hmm. hooking up. It makes sense for storylines. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm very happy that taste is, 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 is staying like it made sense. But horror also did a great lip sync too. I, I don't know. I feel like it, I just, I'm a little bit bothered because it wasn't a horror's time to go home. Mm. I was a little sad about a horror leaving too. It just doesn't, it's very like when Lemon went home, my, in my thing, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she's gone. Like she, mm-hmm. I'm like, how is such a strong competitor just gone after their first time in the bottom? It's Tace's third time in the bottom. Wait, is it a horse first time? I think it is, right? Yeah, it was the very first time in the bottom. And she won a Rupeter badge for being part yeah. of, uh, uh, in uh, um, UK, hun. You're obsessed with Lemon. You mentioned her at every single podcast. Are you two lovers? I love Lemon. We're not lovers, best <laughs> um, I, I, I missed her so much that I took an Uber and stood outside of her house and just waved to her. And then went back home. <laughs> That's my baby. You stood outside and ate a, ate a little thing of poutine. So yeah. uh, <laughs> Ahura went home and that took care of that episode of UK Drag Race Series 2. When we come right back, we're going to talk about uh, American Drag Race. America! <laughs> America. 
Miss Quarantina Turner got you feeling down? Never fear, divas, because the WOW Podcast Network is here! Coming this year are brand new episodes of your fave pods, such as mine, Girl Group Gossip, starring me, Cheryl Hole. Hi, Cheryl. How's your hole? Hole is worn out. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) To the triumphant return of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it, she's already the hair. And not to mention bringing mm, tap dancing in. That was this close to being the name of the show. <laughs> and with brand new podcasts from RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Crystal, and season 12's Jackie Cox, the WOW Podcast Network will be the one-stop shop for all your drag-related podcast adventures. So for more deets, go to worldofwonder.com forward slash podcast. Moose! Welcome back to the official RuPaul's Drag Race. I know I have a trouble saying it. You like YouTube. See, now you pass you it along. What you, you got what it. You pass, it's, it's like the COVID of podcasts. I can't even say it right. Yeah, it's viral. It was like incubating in me last week, and now you have it. You're listening to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just have to get it. <laughs> right. Grandma, at least you didn't misgender me like you did on Twitter. You said, you watch me and my grandpa. I'm like, Grandpa! You are here with Alec Mappa and myself, Priyanka, the winner of Canada's Drag Race. And this week on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 9, we're playing Snatch Game! Snatch Game. Oh, the bane of your existence. The bane of my existence, but I'm trying to own it and I'm trying to be better. So now let's just get right to it. You won. You won. You had a tough snatch game and you won. I think that's the that we should put the emphasis on that. It did not stop you from winning the crown. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Thank you. Because it, it, it's either I always say this and I'll say it time and time again. You either want to be really good at snatch game or really bad. Make your mark. Don't be a safe bitch. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I think we should just jump right into Snatch Game. Let's do it. Let's do it. Jump in. Okay, so we have Rosé played Mary Queen of Scots. Got milk. Got milk. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast stroke. It's like affecting every. Like you've had a full on, full on aneurysm at this point. Got oh Nick played Paris Hilton. Um, Simone was uh, Harriet Tubman. Tina Burner was uh, um, uh, Richard Simmons. Uh, Candy Muse was Patrick Starr. Denali was Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Uh, Olivia Lux was uh, Tabitha Jones from Instagram, who's the vegan chef. And last mm-hmm. but not least, we had, uh, oh, Elliot was uh, a Rue McClanahan from Golden Girls. And, right. um, and uh, Utica, strangely enough, was Bob Ross, the uh, painter. <laughs> Strangely yet fitting. I don't know. Uh, it was um, um, not funny. See, the thing is, like, nobody gets what Snatch Game is, is you have to embody the person and be able to tell jokes as that person. And it doesn't yeah. even matter if your if your impression is accurate. If you're funny, then yeah. it, it, it you can sell it. Exactly. It's not like, yeah, it truly is not an impersonation game. It's a comedy game. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the divas need to know that. So watching this, I was so impressed mm-hmm. with and Gottmik and Simone I mm-hmm. couldn't even believe Gottmik it was like that opening one where she's like yeah just let me know when we're recording and then it's like yeah we're, we're recording and she's like oh my god I'm just this. I was like yeah, that is that that enough is the win like that that like yeah. that switch of character mm-hmm. is 
was so iconic. Who who was yeah. your favorite in Snatch? Well, got got make is at an advantage because she is a high end uh, makeup. He is a high end makeup when he's out of drag. He's a high end makeup artist, much in yeah. demand here in Los Angeles, and has painted Paris Hilton a number mm-hmm. of times. So. They knew their stuff. I loved Gottmik. Everything that they said came out of the mouth was immediately hilarious. When as Paris Hilton, she said, um, uh, what is it when you when you uh I just take a pill and I wake up yeah. wherever I am and yeah. says, What do you like to DJ with? Because listen, honestly, I just press play and wish for the best. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she she always had an answer ready. Harriet Tubman as a suspicious black woman at the DMV hilarious just yeah. kind of like so leery of being there very very funny and uh rose as mary queen of scots in a barely intelligible um uh scottish accent was hilarious and even funnier was candy muse immediately after going i can't understand a word is she saying i don't you know, the words that are coming out of her mouth it's like um yeah yeah, yeah glass houses it worked. It worked really, really well. The mm-hmm. queens that didn't do well was Utica, Elliot, and Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, where's the jokes? Okay. Where's the jokes? It's like I Olivia. Think... Olivia didn't have any jokes. I mean, how do you make if if she had had a long, elaborate uh, vegan recipe for everything, or said that uh, my hair is vegan, um, I, my dress is edible. It's made out of edible vegan bacon, and started eating her dress. I mean, that's how you make that character funny. Yeah, I agree. It just like it's one of those. It's also like such a head game. Like you're around all these different queens, and you're probably like, "Oh God, I didn't come. I didn't prepare as much as I should have." And then film mm. takes over. But, mm. um, um, but it's fine. It's everything is fine because <laughs> the three of them were in the bottom, so they got their they got their karma for not being prepared. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you think like I don't know? I think that it, like Utica had had a a, a a tone of voice in mind and kind of like a general weirdness that she brought yeah. to this Bob Ross. She had a squirrel wig, which didn't make any sense to me at all. Um, yeah. And she did this kind of the silence of the lambs kind of yeah. voice down here and puts the lotion on. So she, she seemed to have an idea of what she wanted to do, but the execution of it wasn't there. So the bottom three were um, Olivia, um, uh, Utica, and Elliot, Elliot was not, I mean, she made Rue McClanahan not funny. Yeah, I think that Elliot's time was a while ago. So it was very nice to, just to see her depart. <laughs> on, a, on a personal note, I kind of like was starting to enjoy her as a person on the show. Like the longer she was on, I, I got to know, she seemed like a very sweet girl to me. I think. <laughs> you not so much there's a difference of opinion here you just wanted her off the show already i think that i was interested at the beginning and mm-hmm. you know i just think that <laughs> you're so canadian just, like on the inside just, you're like a total bitch but on the outside it's like, it's like tea time sandwiches or something like you 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 refuse to say anything negative about anybody i just think that okay having said that i did love her uh kelly clarkson lip sync against la la ring i thought that was was incredible that was pretty amazing okay so let's get to the let's get to the lurks the lurks Uh, the lurks um the theme was uh fascinating fascinators fascinating fascinators first up denali fox okay this look was i um no no, no. Why? Why? I want to know why. 
why okay so okay okay, okay on my, my thing okay <clears throat> i love the coffee being poured onto mm-hmm. the cup on top of the mm-hmm. head that's cool because mm-hmm. that's a fascinator mm-hmm. but because it's so dark like the category is fascinators you need to show us your head how good is your head Never had any complaints. So you're saying what could have what could have made this better? A white wig, a platinum wig? Yeah, like just like if 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 coffee wanted to be your state, like and I understand that the coffee is pouring into the cup, but like because the wig is now brunette, it looks like the coffee is now spilled out. And yes, this like and, where's the storyline? Yeah, in fact, if you look really closely at the cup of coffee on her head, folks at home, if you go to draglicious.com, you can see that there's a coffee splash at the bottom. But you're right. Priyanka, you're absolutely right in that and it was obscured by the dark brown wig. And also the shoe, she wore a nude roller skate. Why, people don't serve at diners barefoot. Why is it nude? It's a no. It didn't bother I, me. It didn't bother me. Well, uh, uh, what what um, Michelle's, uh, her comment, her criticism was that it was costumey. And it mm. did seem kind of costumey, but I don't mind costumes. Coming up next, we have Elliot. And she was kind of like um, like the pink flamingo um, uh, fascinator. I didn't like this look. I didn't this like the it was I, It was like a pantsuit with bell bottoms and a dress shoulder and, and a wig. In two diff- it was like there was too much going on. I just, you know, when you're like really drunk at a party mm-hmm. and yes. you just keep, you keep telling yourself like, I'm okay. I just, cause you want to just, you want to just be there so bad. And, and, and you want to keep partying. Mm-hmm. That's what this look, this look looks like. I love you guys. I really feel like yeah. I can be myself around you. Wait, where are you going? Very that. Yeah. It's okay. very that. It's, that. Um, it's a nice Okay. Oh yeah. But for me, I'm always like, how can we save this? I think the fascinator was really cute. The feather thing, but not with the rest of it. I think that the bottom, that big pantaloon on the side just made it seem really heavy. Yeah. It was it like wasn't the right look for her. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. And the hair, it just the silhouettes weren't thought out. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of thought out, got me. Oh, my goodness. Well, let me tell you something about this. Mm-hmm. This is not not only does your eyes go to what? The fascinator. Mm-hmm. It's also a nod to her brand. Like this looks like a got Mick. Mm-hmm costume like you see mm-hmm. like the it just all makes a lot of sense which i'm so happy about mm-hmm. um it's no a giant safe it's a giant safety giant safety pin going through her head and a giant glittery blood droplet at the end of that p- safety pin and this kind of this kind of like almost harajuku kind of punk japanese um outfit below that i really liked that was in a graffiti print i loved it loved I it loved it loved it loved it Olivia Lux, um, she had this kind of molten metal fascinator crown on top and these kind of um, Game of Thrones uh, gloves with kind of a white uniform with a long skirt, like shoulder so, pads. Oh, if you're going to wear a jacket on the runway, you have to be able to take it off. Like, what is underneath that? Why are you wearing just a jacket? Where's the reveal? Where are you wowing me? What's happening? What are you doing? How are you doing it? Why are you dressed like this? Why are we still talking about this dress? You know? Yes. I just don't think it all goes together in a no. way that I don't, I think it's like a military look, like she's, you know, queen, uh, you know, in the Game of Thrones or something. But then like, it's, it's too many different things going on. I think that it doesn't tie together with a metallic fascinator on top. The top doesn't match the bottom. Doesn't make any sense. Rosé came out as a giant rose. 
love love i love that she uh see i also hate and like love this look like if she came out wearing a green gown with that rose on her head we would have said Mm -hmm. it's costumey so at least at least she took it to more of a fashion way where she was um like trying to just be more current she keeps wearing these ruffles and she keeps wearing these things that i don't necessarily look great on her yeah but at least at least it's something that's not just her being a giant rose. So good okay. job. Sis. All right. I, don't, I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. It's not one of my favorites, but I didn't mind it. Um, Utica comes out dressed as a picnic basket. She had a picnic basket on her head and ants crawling up her leg. So I, once again, I don't hate this, but this is very bar drag, not RuPaul's Drag Race drag. Like oh. this looks, this look is, is great. It's thought out. It's head to toe, but in comparison to who you're competing against, yeah. it's like, okay. Okay. If you're if you're competing against Got Mick or Bibbany Bomb Boulash, who are pushing the fashion forward and you come out like, I'm wacky, I'm wacky crazy. It's yeah. like, it's like um, Chia Coffee as the ice cream cone. It's like, yes, it's like, no, it's like, it, yeah. Make yeah. it fashion. Right. If you want to be, if you want to do this, which could have worked, make that fucking picnic basket humongous and make this thing into a gown or something like yeah. make it more make like it fashion make it fashion make it make it, make it a moment because like the thing about being in, in a bodysuit which is i love being, it's all i ever wear ever in mm-hmm. drag so i don't mm-hmm. give a flying fuck what anyone has to say about bodysuits mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is that it it's it, it doesn't it, it reads for a show not for a runway and that's Got something it. that we have to learn all right all right uh um the last oh. two standing this week were Utica and Elliot with two T's mm-hmm. and uh, Elliot with two T's went home. And as you said, it was her time. Yeah, it was her time. We have some great questions. We from do. Our listeners. You okay. Listening. Okay. So you've been listening and sending us a lot of questions. So one question that I really love, this is from plaid to stripes on Twitter is, can you compare the gay icons you had growing up? Mm. See, we're of two generations. I'm as yeah. old as dirt, so I liked Cleopatra, and I liked <laughs> Marie Antoinette was a dear friend. No, I grew up. I'm a child of the '70s and '80s, so for me, my my icons growing up were Cher, Diana Ross, Bette Midler, Dolly, right. Gilda Radner. I mean, funny ladies, you know, and 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 entertainers. Liza was really huge when I was growing up. I'm like, I'm so I was born in 91. Yeah. So, so your, I, your icons are Muppet babies, like Miss Muppets, Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. Dora yeah. the Explorer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I would say that for me, it's like, yeah, it's Britney, it's Christina, it's Beyonce, it's Pink, it's, it's all those people. Like watching Quit Playing Games by the Backstreet Boys on Much Music in Canada was the mm. first time I realized I was gay. Like that was kind of my era. I love yeah. that question so much. Okay. Yeah. One more question. Um, for Alec, we've seen you before on Fox's Scream Queens. Mm-hmm. If this much-mentioned reboot comes into fruition and you were asked, would you be in it or at least for a cameo? Um, I would go to the opening of an envelope. I mean, I will go anywhere I'm invited. And also that show I had so much fun on. I got to see a whole, I got to see all of my um, co-workers murdered. Yep. And I got to, um, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, stood behind me and pushed her gigantic boobs against my back yep. while we were filming one time just to fuck with me. And I had so much fun. So yes, I will go back at any time. Thank you for your questions. You're going to get free 
World of Wonder merch sent directly to your door. Make sure when you uh, address your uh, uh, inquiries to us, it include your address so we can get the prize to you. Uh-huh. I'll message you both on Twitter. Famous now, friends. Where can Famous we find friends. you? Famous friends. Where can Famous we find you on your friends. socials, Priyanka? You can find me on the Queen Priyanka on Instagram, the Queen Pri on Twitter. Just Google Priyanka Drag Race and you'll find me. Promise. Where can people find you, Alec? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Alec Mappa. DM me on Twitter. DM me on Instagram. I want to hear from you. Ask me questions. You can also listen to my mental health podcast, Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. I'm going to have you on the show, lady, <gasps> as soon as possible. Wait. And we're going to take your brain apart and, and find out why you're a bottomless pit of need aching <laughs> to be loved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I adore you. I'm crazy about everything about you. I love you. I love your face, your look. I've, I've never seen your penis, but I, I I bet it's pretty nice. It's very, very, very nice. Yeah, I believe you. Um, <laughs> tune in next week and you'll listen to uh, the Queen of the North, Priyanka, and me, Alec Mappa, America's Gaijin Sweetheart, bring you more fun on the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Bye. Bye. This has been a World of Wonder production.